Greetings, comrades. You're listening to the Ghost Kino podcast, a broadcast all about socialism, shitposting, and cinema. And I am your host, or one of your hosts, Connor Beckett. What's up? We got Astro here, your favorite Ghost Kino space cowboy, coming in talking hot about movies and specifically my expertise is in shitposting, though, so... My end. I um, I'm gonna throw up a real quick "Don't Tread on Me" flag because I feel like we've, we've, <laughs> estab- we've established <laughs> that you're th- look this we're this is a triumvirate of of bad leftist takes because <laughs> we because we got era er- era is the socialism you're the cinema <laughs> yeah. but like res- respect a real G. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've been, okay i've been shit posting since okay. I, I came out my 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 mama's womb <laughs> i was i was born to post and we have the the resident socialist there we go so we have the shit poster in the cinema and we got the socialist. yes yes it is i era the your resident socialist <laughs> how's it going everyone uh, it's going well. Doing? Yeah, I'm I'm doing I'm doing really well today. I got I was mentioning this to Astro before that I got I got second dosed the fuck up on Saturday. Yeah. Pfizer gang, you already know. Pfizer gang, um, Moderna out here. Yeah, <laughs> making them. But uh, yeah, feeling uh, I was feeling like straight up numb. high as fuck. Yeah, straight up not good yesterday. Um, well, I, was say, I was saying to Astro, I was like, yeah, that second dose really knocked me out, but it also may have had something to do with like all the substances I, <laughs> I ingested. I was, like, I was like, that probably explained a lot. I just remember what you were saying, Era, about the, being high as fuck. When I had my second doses of the Moderna, I didn't feel shit until like... I went to bed at like 11 p.m. that night, and I felt like kind of tired or whatever. And then I just yeah. woke up in like a cold sweat at like Damn, three in the morning. Yeah. But like I felt like yep. completely like out of my, like astral projecting, like my body was out of my head. Like I thought I was like tripping balls. You're, like you were astral. <laughs> I was astral project, and like astro I was astro was like, astro. Oh my god! Dang. I felt like like I was like a stiff as it was like insane. And that's when it really hit me. But like I was like fever dreaming that shit. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, other than a handful of, like, my coworkers, like, I'm the only one I know of, like, my family and everyone else, uh, and you, you too, to have the Johnson & Johnson shot. Really? Yeah, and so, uh, I was totally fine. Really? Like, well... At the beginning, I was totally fine, like immediately afterward. And then, uh, you know, I got an impossible Whopper at Burger King (laughs) to celebrate the the true uh, small chocolate shake. Yeah, (laughs) I was like, fuck, yes. And and then uh, totally fine. And then, like, I think I went to bed around 11, too, that night or, or maybe like 12 or whatever. And same kind of deal like at three i woke up i don't know where like totally nauseous and like not literally not feeling any any good and uh like on and off sleeping and nausea and like 
cold sweats and then fever and then feeling cold a lot. and that's and that went on until like so i think i got it a friday and it lasted until like 3 p.m on Ugh. saturday oh my, damn mine wow mine wasn't and then like, i was fine yeah mine wasn't like that long but it was just like that like i woke up and like i definitely felt weak but it was like i got over it pretty quick but like yeah isn't we got we got all three of the vaxes rep, represented here. So if we all like de- if we all develop like different, it'd be so interesting if like we all developed like different mutations. Like we should all inject each other with each other's blood, <laughs> and then we'll. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! My uh... and then and then we'll be immune to like everything. Yeah, everything. That's how yeah. it works. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, exclude Astro and Era. I don't think you and I have talked about this particular series. Do you watch Attack on Titan? Out of curiosity, that's on my watch list. Okay, so I'm not going to make the joke because it's just not going to resonate. <laughs> I'm just going to cut this part out. Also, I would never admit on a podcast to have watched anime. Oh my um, gosh! <laughs> well, nix that part, man. <laughs> Cut that out and post. Um, but we should probably uh, now that we've got the vibe check yeah. out of the way. Um, <laughs> shoplifters, yeah, shoplifters. Let's yes. talk. This about this podcast is a podcast so about how to shoplift. Yes, and what stores to shoplift from, which works for us because we're stealing cultural capital. Exactly. Um, you know. Yes. So um, perhaps is like sort of an initial. Uh, Initial discussion. Let's get some. Let's get some thoughts out of the way before we dive into, I'd say, the specificities of, of what we enjoyed about this. Specificities. I fucking love this movie. Yeah, it's so good. I'm in love. Yeah. So it's. Why don't you talk? It's about so it? quaint and like so much heart, and then just yeah, yeah. I'll I'll end it there. I will say. Um, yeah, Era, what you said about th- this film does have a surprising amount of heart. And this got into um, some of the notes that I took during our first viewing of this, which Astro can attest um, involved me watching about two thirds of this film because uh, <clears throat> your boy was straight up not feeling not feeling you were good. asleep, man. Not having a good time. Yeah, you were straight snoozing. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that we're recording this this episode on a Monday because now I'm at like peak health. Yeah, peak health, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Saturdays and Sundays, it is but a it's but a facsimile of <laughs> of, of what I uh, of my top performance. You know, I'm operating at like seventy percent strength. Anyway, circling back to the film, yeah, this film does have a surprising <clears throat> amount of heart in it, and perhaps it's just because I've spent all these years watching like poverty porn from like the lamestream media uh and contemporary hollywood wherein wait 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 wait. you just say lame stream media yeah yeah oh no no way say it with my my chest what you did there i see what you did there look you're really changing up the linguistics of pop culture here (laughs) what what i'm saying is like (laughs) Every sort of uh, like every sort of film uh, that comes from like I would say a liberal mindset, uh, and obviously this film is not one of them. Uh, but per- perhaps I've just been indoctrinated uh, from seeing every piece of contemporary cinema from like la- from 
from my birth until now. Uh, and, th- and this might just be, I might be uh, tattling on myself right now in terms of... Uh, Canceled. Yeah. Uh, I just, <laughs> I feel like... I, one of the re- one of the reasons I really enjoyed this film was because it didn't treat, uh, it does it does not treat urban poverty as something that is akin to like the anthropological idea of the noble savage. And by that I mean that like we're not looking yeah. at we're not looking at uh, people operating within you know well people who are poor poor working class people as virtuous immaculate christ yeah, figures yeah. oh okay by, yeah, yeah, yeah. by, by like saying. yeah i was like where are you gonna go with that yeah <laughs> by, by the nature of being poor like you know we're just you know it's it's obviously yeah. like you know a huge concept within this film yeah, it's, it's sure. class disparity but the way in which that we the audience are uh i would say the the film as narrator treats uh, the people that are at the center of it, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel pandering. It feels just very real. And by that I mean like you know there's there's highs and lows, but you know I never got like <laughs> I guess the the main parallel that I'm thinking right now is uh, the f- fucking Charlie and the <laughs> Willy Wonka. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah which one which one the the og we don't see like four grandparents in a bed and it's like (laughs) well well we're working hard but we've got family and and that's what cabbage stew yeah and obviously like (laughs) made in the same thing as the laundry (laughs) like like family and and chosen family is is a core you, you know another core theme to this but i'd i'd say as an initial reaction i just really liked the way in which like the core characters in this in this film are by no means you know we're not being pandered to and i and i really enjoyed that and i'll probably talk about that again later on but astro do you have any initial thoughts well okay here's my initial thoughts and this is i'm gonna be the it'll be interesting for discussion where it's like i really i mean socioeconomically and like message wise whatever this film is trying to say is like I agree with full and I think does very well. Like I think this film does a lot of things very, very well. Mm -hmm. And I think what, how it addresses a lot of things is very incredible and like very human. Like I really think it's an incredibly humanistic film. The characters in this film are absolutely wonderful. And like the, there's pieces of dialogue that are wonderful. I think most of, I had issues with the film purely from an aesthetic point of view where like, I I'm somebody who really enjoys like I enjoy questions more than details, I guess. And I feel like this film was a film that displayed a lot of like details and facets of our society that many people, um, especially like in, in like in, you know, suburban America and shit like that have no have cap- don't haven't had the capability to empathize with one. I think this film is incredibly empathetic and does all those things and says a lot of things socioeconomically and psychologically. But I feel like they're more just statements rather than questions. And I'm very like, and that was kind of my main thing with the film is like I'm very interested in like exploring why further like how why certain things like what is this 
what is this trying to truly explore rather than state? And so like for me, it felt like there was just a lot of like, oh, like statements about class in the film, statements about um, gender roles, statements about relationships and all that stuff. But it didn't really like, I don't really feel like, I, I didn't feel like I was um, exploring something like that I had never experienced before in cinema. You know, like it feels like it feels like a lot of this film makes a lot of statements that are universal to a lot of other films and stuff like that. And it's an incredible script. It's like I just would have loved to see this film go in different directions that might have been more unexpected because like, I mean, obviously, like. Can we do like we can do like spoilers in this, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like wait, I mean, wait, like wait, wait, no. spoiler warning. <laughs> but it's like for me, it's just like the story's trajectory was exactly what I expected the trajectory to be because of the way our society is socioeconomically, and like the yeah. film ends in the only way that I could have thought it ending and stuff with everything falling on top of each other and every and the whole thing falling apart because of capitalism and all that jazz. And I like I that's a point then that's a point in an argument that I vehemently agree with. But I guess it's like okay, we've displayed the statement of our society now and it's like, let's question it further and like try to go elsewhere with this idea that we haven't explored before in order to have some kind of, I guess, unique and like a unique purpose to this piece of art. And like, I see, I, I guess I saw this film as a film that would radicalize you if you weren't already radicalized. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like, I think if that's the purpose that this film is trying to serve, then like it did an incredible job of it. But I guess it's like, as somebody who's like already very much like invested in radical ideas and art and stuff like that, this, like I'm very interested more so in art that causes me to think deeper about like what I've already explored in these ideas. And I just didn't feel like this film like explored deeper enough, these ideas of like in a way that like I hadn't already felt that I've been able to explore. And like, once again, I'm placing a lot of, um, I'm placing a lot of responsibility on this. It's just a fucking movie. Like I, you know, it's like, but I guess that just like, it's just like, that's kind of like what I got out of it more. So like, I really, I really loved the characters a lot. Like I loved, like I, I just would have loved to like see more happen with these characters. Mm -hmm. Cause it's definitely like a slice of life movie. And I'm just generally not a big fan of slice of life movies because of these reasons for not just if it's a film about capitalism, but if it's about anything, it's like, I'm very much more into like being taken places that I would never expect to go. Yeah. Uh, Era, do you ever you retort to that? I felt like you were about to say something. I, I think, what, I I totally see Astro like. Also, you can like what, say that like I'm full of shit and like I'm not like I don't I don't care like you can like tell me to go fucking jump off a cliff for my opinions like this is a safe space yeah for like you can you, I don't like totally go for it <laughs> rip me apart if you want. <laughs> Go jump off a cliff. Thank right you. <laughs> Yo, I've been trying to say this for years now, Doc. <laughs> no, uh, I, I totally get, to a certain extent, I, I completely agree with you. It's just, I, I don't know what it is. I feel like because, um, 
like the characters are so I, I i don't know it just seems like so real to me that i'm just like okay yes like take me with you in mm -hmm. your slice of life like i don't know what it is about it but i'm just like like in the first few minutes i was like okay like you know this is a movie cool and then like they'll just like and like a few more minutes later then it's like okay like to like i'm just i don't know what what it was really about it but i think um part of it for me is just like okay well like this is how capital capitalism and the market economy it's just like a global force that needs to just like fucking end like i like i was going through like because i feel like a lot of times you know we see like these and and connor you kind of alluded it alluded to them earlier like almost like these like fetishizations of like working class type mm -hmm. movies or like mm -hmm. even um to a certain degree was it uh not nebraska nomad life or no oh, nomad land yeah yeah um i haven't seen that it's actually like pretty good but mm -hmm. uh it, it, it's like i see like and i don't know if this is just because like i live in the u.s or whatever but it's like i've seen a lot of like those kinds of movies where it's like okay like you know capitalism's kind of shitty like you know what are you gonna do fucking hot not... take inbound <laughs> yeah yeah right but like not so much from the perspective of like non-white or like western civilization quote-unquote western civilization like so to kind of see the negative effects of like the political economy in japan uh is just like oh shit okay like i don't know well if i could put like okay so like i wanted to gonna do a, a nice little uh this is this is what we call the prestige wherein i'm going to incorporate elements of what you both were talking about into one with <laughs> christian bale yeah. where's christian bale watch watch me fucking where's michael off. so yes okay. i think from a cinematic perspective i astro like i kind of agree with um the fact that yeah the, the pacing of this film uh always like felt a little bit off to me um <clears throat> but i will say that uh interestingly enough I felt like the fact that what we're seeing throughout, like, perhaps, like, the first three quarters of this film, if we're being honest, which is mm. very, very slice of life, being yeah. uh, upended uh, by the state's involvement in the lives of the people who are at the center of this film. Mm. Yeah. Um, while, it, while this film is very much, you know, embroiled within the class warfare, like, that's that's what what's at the core of what we're seeing for most of this film by the end of it i felt like i was like okay so this is actually an anarchist film uh, <laughs> be, uh because it's the only uh, be, because it is uh you know there's a lot of con there's a lot of conflict but there's also no conflict going on mm -hmm. uh the conflict is you know if we look at like sort of those archetypes of of conflict in in storytelling we we have essentially man versus society um up until 
the very end of this film wherein uh like I said, this the state incursions into this family's life mm-hmm. upend any sense of balance that that exists uh, amongst its core characters. Well, I thought something that was really interesting about it because the film does do it. Like I, I like, I guess like I still like I gave this film like three and a half, like out of five. Like I I did like this film. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm I feel like I I'm coming off that I didn't. I dislike this film. Like I, I did like this film. I just like, I feel like I saw a lot of people like loving this film and I didn't love it. But like, I thought something that the film did like really was, in, was interesting was showing like this, this symbi like this relationship, this relationship between the state and the working class of regards of like the hand that feeds almost of like how their livelihood is like reliant off these pension checks that they're getting from this dead grandpa that they're trying to hide is dead and stuff like that. And so how like their income is becoming dependent on the state and how the state kind of like basically has that capability to completely take their entire livelihood away Mm -hmm. for no reason other than just to throw this child back into an abusive household. And so it's like, it doesn't it doesn't disregard the fact that like the state does provide but the state provides to hold it as a way of like leverage to hold control over you yeah and as soon as they want to take that control and take that away from you and wreck your life they will yeah i mean if you this is what i'll say to listeners at home if, if if you have any sort of relative who is still touting um the the fucking neoliberal pipe dream of means based testing for any sort of provision of yeah. uh like at any sort of government handout quote unquote like show show them this fucking movie because <laughs> <laughs> that's what it boils down to. i again. thought oh sorry this yeah, is no, like, no, no, this is a whole other topic oh well yeah no i would say like astro you raised a really good point in that regard this yeah that, uh you know it uh, the the precarious nature of the hand that feeds mm-hmm. being the the overarching antagonist of this film is really it's is really interesting and i th- i think yeah i don't know like well like at at the end of the day it's like 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 what it it does raise that question of like what is what is our relationship to the state mm-hmm. uh, and and what and what is the role that the state should uh, should play in our lives, if any role. Um, but anyway, we on to another topic. Well, th- this is kind of going like back to another thing uh, that I I thought was like a it was uh, it was something that I didn't really like. I I didn't really understand like what I was trying to figure out where they were coming from was like the whole thing where they steal from like that one corner store and stuff. And then they're like, Oh, as long as it doesn't like go bankrupt and it goes bankrupt and they're like, Oh, did we do that? And I'm like, what are you trying to say? Like, are you trying to like, yeah, like I, I didn't like, I thought that was really weird and like little like Neo lib. And I was like, it didn't go bankrupt because these fucking kids are stealing ramen noodles from like, it's, it's yeah. like, it's like, it, it was a weird point to make. And it was a little, it felt like, especially towards the end, like, it just, I didn't, it felt like it became a little judgy of the characters towards the end and stuff. And like how, especially totally. like having like the, the kid like question, like the morality of like the dad and stuff like that. And it's just like, like the whole thing where like the dad breaks into the car and stuff like that. It's just like, I don't know. It was like, 
it was a little confusing, I guess, of like what 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 they were trying to go for with that and what they were trying to say about that. Because like, what are they saying that like you know poverty makes you do bad things? But it's like okay, but it's like that's still such like a lesser evil. That I don't even care. Like I don't even care. Like it's just like like it's just like I don't care if these people have to steal and like break in the cars to pay for their rent. Like this is such an evil being committed against them that like I don't even like need to like have to attempt to like empathize. It's just like it's so easy to. Yeah. Yeah, it's we. That is one criticism I definitely have of the movie, where it's like, you know, for so almost the entire movie, um, you know, we're brought up in kind of like one form of reality or like one sense of um, morality, and then like it's almost like completely turned upside down. Like in the last like, th- uh, like maybe forty-ish minutes or whatever. Yeah. And I totally, I'm like, well, it's just like, yeah, with like this whole morality. So it's like, well, what are you trying to say? What's going on here? Why? Well, like, yeah, because then they're like, oh, the grandma was just like fucking like, you know, like get, holding this daughter here for like money and like all that jazz. And it's just like, OK, I get it. Like, once again, it's like, OK, like people in poverty have to do bad and despicable things sometimes survive. Like, OK, but like. I don't care. Like, it's like, I don't need to like realize this, but like, I don't care. Like, this is bad. Like it's like capitalism is bad. That's not going to make me like, like empathize with these characters less. I already empathize with them. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, it, I would say like in terms of like the immediate cultural memory that I would say like positioning, uh, like, you know, individuals who are, you know, operating at the behest of the state who are, you know, essentially like, you know, the, the products of, the, f- the failures of neoliberal capitalism demonizing their actions as, like vis-a-vis small businesses <laughs> brought to mind a lot of the discourse that we had in new york last summer oh, as related yeah. to direct action uh in in the streets and obviously not just in new york but like you know throughout the country i think you know real heads know what i'm talking about <laughs> he's talking about black lives just the idea of like when when people are you know at the at the whims of state violence like that and i th- i think just any effort to yeah as astro was saying demonize those sort of actions that would that individuals take whether it's out of revolutionary action or out of necessity and by the way i think i can speak for all of us when i say shoplifting by itself is revolutionary oh shoplifting i Praxis. i fully yeah, approve like... of it like <laughs> shoplift it anytime you can so so for this I, film, yeah, I don't <laughs> care. Yeah, like like Astro said many a time already, I don't fucking care. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, like this film, I any effort to like demonize individuals for taking steps that are absolutely necessary for their survival, uh, and coming from like this very judgy. Uh, viewpoint it just it 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 smacks of neoliberal scolding well yeah like they do all these little things with these characters that try to make them flawed and be like all complex but the flaws they give them are such neolib flaws it's like oh one of them's a sex yeah. worker and i'm like who gives a shit like i don't yeah. fucking care yeah. one of them steals well, and breaks into a car i don't care like these aren't f- like 
these are nothing compared to the bullshit and fuckery that is happening all around. Like nothing, like not like nothing can give me this like flawed thing. Like give me something real. Like make like you know like go like edgy. Like you know like give me something fucked up. But it's like that shit like doesn't even fucking bother me. But it's like oh I really I was gonna say earlier is like I really really loved the character of like that the the oldest man. I forget I forget I forget the character's name right now. I was very tired when I watched it. The the guy who's always trying to get himself called dad and shit. Mm-hmm. I really I loved his character so much. I thought that that actor in that role was absolutely incredible. Um as well as the um the actor playing the sex worker was very good as well. Like the child act the acting in this film absolutely like stellar. Absolutely stellar. Yeah. I'd be uh I'd be interested to delve um a little bit more I I'd say like from a from a contemporary perspective uh specifically like this film came out 2019 right It was either 2018 or I think it was 2018 Yeah so I think like if there's if there's anything I've learned from uh being at this uh intersection of in terms of the space that I occupy online, somehow being exposed to like, le- like leftist Twitter and also just like the most annoying, scoldy Twitter that exists out there, um, <laughs> I thought, yeah, I, I, in in terms of the like the criticism, the the fights that this film makes with individuals like within the working class, choosing to have this almost. It, you know, I don't. I don't want to say that 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 the the take of this film on sex work was scolding, um, but I, but I don't it, think so. I don't think so. Yeah. I thought the way it displayed no. sex work was pretty pretty Brad. Yeah, yeah. I really, I really, I, I I thought that scene between her and the and the client or whatever, where yeah. like they're in the room together, I thought that was an incredible scene. Like, I really love that one a lot. Yeah, I to me the whole point on um the sex work scene or like kind of that little small part of the plot where it's devoted to uh that character to me it wasn't um really trying to uh like criticize necessarily sex work or i don't like demonize sex workers to me i interpreted that scene as oh shit okay these are the lengths because of fucking capitalism like because of this like situation that they're in uh that was forced upon them uh she is now forced to literally do any means anything by any means necessary to survive and it's just like one of them like you have people who are shoplifting you have the one collecting the pension um and she's the sex worker like it kind of is displaying different facets of uh like poverty and like the different ways or means people go about trying to like navigate poverty what i thought was really on what kind of like i took away from like especially like that scene where like like where they're where she's really actually like having a genuinely like intimate moment with that one client who eventually doesn't she bring him home at one point or something like that 
Uh, or they, she's talking about it with their with yeah. their sibling. Yeah. But like it, it reminded me of this thing. Like I was like I was reading um, like an article or something written by like a sex worker and how like a lot of like the people that like a lot of sex workers serve, especially like in working class communities is like people within their own community. It's like their mm-hmm. neighbors and people that like they have a deeper bond with than just like a client like bullshit bond. And it's interesting because like that plays in the question of like exploitation and how that plays in as well. But I really did like think like, you know, it's just like what really showed here was like, it was like a very sense of like, um, being going beyond just the client, like the client, um, customer relationship and more of like a communal class. So like it was very, it felt like very, seen like very much in solidarity with each other as like a as an identity in a class yeah moreover i feel like it's interesting that of all of the quote-unquote livelihoods in this film uh or just the ways in which you know people subsist in in it in an economy with manufactured scarcity that this is the one that is presented with within the film as having the most legitimacy mm-hmm. um, well it's like like even like in like the scene with um where with the lawn with the with the laundromat workers and mm-hmm. like when they yeah. have to decide between the two workers and like initially she's like oh i'm gonna like she thinks that like they can't tell in each other that they're stealing because they they both steal it's like a commonly acknowledged thing like we all steal at this job and shit yeah. and it's this idea of like the thing that they really hold over their head is the the child which is what yeah. separates them that scene was particularly interesting to me because it's like yeah. it's that it's the first and i think the, the best of my recollections they like the only scene that demonstrates not not like out like inter-class warfare but intra-class warfare uh which i thought was you know is it definitely an interesting angle and, and certainly you know a component of anybody who's you know been working class in their life like you know it's like she didn't even well that was so interesting because the character didn't even like get that mad at the other person for holding that over their head because they kind of just like accepted it because they were just like yeah. You got to do what you have to do to get your job. Like you got, it was almost like a, you got me mo. Like there was not even a fight. They didn't even like really deny it. Yep. They were just like, shit yeah. G- game, respect game. Exactly. Well, exactly. It was kind of just like, all right, like you got the job. Like this is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, it's that acknowledgement that like I would have done the same to you if I had that information, you know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. If I could, as your, or not your well, your to the audience. Um, no, to, it would to, be to Astro and <laughs> just I to me. No, no, <laughs> Astro and I are fucking dumb. You can, you can, you can be our educator. Uh, as the I guess <laughs> resident socialist, uh, just wanted to like touch upon actually like a very important like I don't know who's gonna like who our listeners are. I I haven't met I haven't met you or at least haven't met you yet um i don't know the but where, but, but we where everyone's at we like will. politically or or not but um just wanted to touch upon like a very important point um that was brought up earlier is like the role of the state like what is the state and this is like to be as diplomatic as possible 
but also to like kind of make it as simple as possible is like this is like among radical leftists like the major question basically when like after the revolution is like okay like what's gonna happen like you know do we abolish government and the state uh immediately forever or is there like a process in slowly destate like the uh workers and and people and quote-unquote proletariat like taking it over and then uh oppressing the capitalists and then slowly diminishing the state and then comes the abolition of both the state and the class at the same time it's like you know with in terms of like communism and anarchism like that's just like the main debate main kind of like philosophical question is like okay after the revolution like what's gonna happen well it's like uh it's like the godfather like it's like godfather part one part two where it's like godfather part one is just the revolution it's like when the fuck are we gonna get capitalism out of here then godfather part two is like all right who's gonna be michael corleone now (laughs) 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 when the real games begin and then we get some flashbacks to like uh we'll have like robert de niro and that de-aging technology playing joseph stalin at like 16 years old i would love Love to see but he's that. like 90 and he's just lumbering like <laughs> up the kremlin let me get your best uh de niro as oh i can't do it i can't even do it. i can only do him like sputtering when he's like fucking like on the phone with like uh what's his name fucking you gotta like do the like squinty eyes and like the frown yeah, you know i just uh just did uh meet the fuckers <laughs> It's pretty nice. It's so bad. It sounds nothing like Robert De Niro. So that's an Italian. I was like, we're like Gandolfini or some shit. We so, need to do Shoplifters remade, but with with Robert De Niro playing, this, this playing Trot- the grandma. <laughs> this Trotsky guy. Oh God, I can't even do it. That I'm was just, like Trump. I'm doing, yeah, I'm doing the fucking face. Yeah, it was like a Trump thing. Like this yeah. Trotsky guy. No good. Yeah. No good. Listen. Listen, if I was my if it was my if it was my choice, we'd pick axe him in the head. It's like people listening, and it's like, oh god, it's the fucking first episode, and they're already doing Trump. Impressions. I know it's already there. It's um, fucking awful. Sad, right? <laughs> <laughs> fucking a. Um, but um, just well, if we could put a fine point on this, and you know, I brought this up earlier, but I I would like to hone in on, uh, like in more in in granular terms. Granular. What like what what it, this film is saying about like our <laughs> about uh, just about not i mean i guess we talked about the the relationship between um between class and state um but and i and i guess this ties into some of the criticisms we had earlier but i do feel like it pulls its punches on not on answering the question of what the state should look like i don't know if the film really like and again, sorry, sorry to cut you off there, but this gets back to what you were talking about earlier. It's like I, we we may be expecting too much from this film, but I just feel like well, yeah. that, I feel like that n- the the nebulous nature of the the way in which it deals with these subjects, like has left you know all of us, I would say, to a degree dissatisfied. Uh, that said, it is a great film, but I feel like this film. And this is where I disagree with it is I feel like this film is like condemning everybody in a little bit in the end where it's like, yeah, 
you know, the state's bad and we're taking the kid away, but it's like you shouldn't but steal from cars. You shouldn't fake pension wages. You yeah. shouldn't, like, the grandma's yeah. a bad person. And it's just like everyone kind of gets theirs in the end. It's a very, like, nihilist. The ending, in my opinion, was very nihilistic. Very, yeah. yeah. Nihilistic, and I, and I just, and I think, and I think that was a lot of the reason why I didn't like it is, like, I, I'm not really into nihilism, even like, and like, I'm re- and like, I guess I'm exposed to, so much nihilistic socioeconomic work and like i get it it's like it radicalized yeah. me but it's like at this point it's like all right like i, I need some answers like yeah. not even answers it's like i need some new questions to start pondering it's like a, it's like i'm about to get like all hippie here but it's like um it's the Buddhist idea of a koan. A koan is like a, a, a small poem that appears very simple but is very much more complex the more it's thought about and i always like look for films that seem to state something simple but actually are far more complicated than they are and maybe this is one of those films but i i watched it twice and it's just like i got the same thing both times that i watched it and it well i guess this ties back to like yeah your earlier question which is like and i guess yeah you were saying that this film provides a, a lot of details but not a lot of questions but i feel like you know uh as sort of an objective viewpoint on what it's like to just sort of slice of life as it relates to the working class. Um, you know, there, there, there are fewer answers to be found within society and, you know, even by extension within our mind's eye as it relates to the discussion that era was talking about that occurs on the web and, you know, among, uh, you know, big big group think uh big tents leftist thinkers in 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 this country it's Bread like tube do we do we <laughs> um like what are our answers to uh to state violence is the thing um what are and that's a that's a very that's a very ambitious question. Oh no, I'm not I'm not asking us. Like I'm not. It's, oh, exactly. Well, uh, that's what I'm saying. Okay, okay, that was, was more of a rhetorical. Like, I was well, like, damn, read that's state a, and revolution, and you'll be fine. Read state would, and revolution. Well, it's like I guess answer, like I would have. That's what I'm saying. Is like I wish this film would have explored like the relationship between the state and, and the working class more beyond like these kind of offs offhand statements that it makes on the side with the pension and all that shit it's like i would have like i would have loved to dive in more of like how fucked up this relationship is between the state and the in the in the proletariat and like i would have loved to dive in more it's like it touched on a lot of things that i would have loved for it to die it felt like a like a little bit of a, a buffet of like of like <laughs> bad things ha- that ha- that out as a result of capitalism and i would have loved for them to have dived into a little bit less and gone more into the less yeah what this movie needs is yes a sequel <laughs> it's exactly the shoplifter cinematic universe like the, this it's gonna like it's gonna be it's gonna come out next year but it's gonna take place 15 years yeah. in the future and like the youngest kid is gonna be like the there's gonna be like 30 years old and like the head shoplifter in like tokyo and it's gonna be in tokyo because it's like bigger and grander it's gonna be like in like the the big and lights it's gotta and get stuff like that than it already is exactly they should uh they should <laughs> do an American remake of this film and get Kevin Smith to direct it. We'll get Kevin Smith to direct it, Robert De Niro to play the grandma. 
<laughs> and uh, <laughs> and now we've entered the shit posting section. Um, <laughs> and um, it'll be a, an original. You trying sc- to shoplift from me? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you trying to shoplift? What are you doing? What are you, 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 I got my pension from my dead wife. <laughs> you know, you from, because like, she's buried me? in the basement. What can I do about it? We've I don't put know. A, we, we put a James Gandolfini hologram into this. I know. This James, Gandol- <laughs> James Gandolfini can be... James Gandolfini James can Gandolfini be the dad yeah. with his Tony Soprano. Oh, James Gandolfini accent, would be good though. in that role. Actually, he would be great, honestly, as the sexless dad. <laughs> that sex scene, that that scene between between them was awesome. That was so sweet. That was such a sweet scene. I do like when uh, when Astro and I were watching. <gasps> yes, this together. Uh, Astro was like watching it, and they're like. He better be smoking a cigarette when we when we pan up to him, and I was like, "Yo, he's got to be." And then next shot, cigarette smoke, and I was like, "Yeah, king, king shit, shit. King, <laughs> shit. <laughs> king shit." Man hasn't had sex in like probably like fifteen years, and he's just like, "Yeah, living those days." <laughs> uh, does anyone else have anything of notes to say? We're coming up on forty six minutes. Oh. We can we could go a little bit longer, but I've said all I've said my piece about this film. I'll I think I've said. I mean, like I thought, I thought the film. Another thing that I wish the film would have done more is there are a couple times in the film that there are just some gorgeous ass shots. Yeah. Like oh my th- god, there's like yes. three or four shots that are gorgeous, but that was it. Mm-hmm. It was like can we. It was like I wanted more. Like. Give me more voice in this. I want to hear, and maybe that was the whole thing. It's like give a, me, give me more, give, give me more. Yeah, exactly. I like films with like a loud artistic voice or no artistic voice at all. And this film, so it's like I'm fine with the no artistic voice, objective reality shit. But it's like if you're gonna do that, don't give me a little taste of this and then take it away. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like give me style or don't give me it at all. Yeah, and man. I felt like this film didn't at times didn't know whether it wanted to go for the ultra realism or like a little bit of style. And I think, you know, at times some argue, some would argue, say it balances it, but for my picky little palette, it wasn't balanced enough. Hmm. Well, I appreciated how like, it's interesting. Like my experience was like, it didn't seem really to get oversaturated with color until the end which is like the bleakest shit like or some of the bleakest like Mm. shit imaginable i thought that whole contrast between the um like the cinematography and then just like what's what we're being presented with through the story the contrast was like pretty pretty interesting i i really um I really think, like, I guess for me, it's like this film. I feel like its prime primary its primary motive is to tell a story, and the cinema serves to tell a story. And like, I guess I always like my preference for films are like films that are a little bit more abstract and like necessarily the narrative and the story are more like concerned with like a more abstract concept and then every the story kind of serves to serve that abstract concept rather than the vice versa and so i felt like the cinematography was very much in service of the story and a lot of people who do look for that in a film so like you know like the film didn't isn't doing anything wrong it's just more of like what i 
what I look for, I guess, and like in style, I guess, more so. So like that's what I like. I, I that's why like I always like want to disclaim because it makes it sound like I hated this film. I did. I know I like I like this film a lot. Like it was a good movie, yeah. and I definitely enjoyed it. I just feel like I didn't enjoy it as much as other people did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that, my final thought on it. That's. <laughs> That's the funnel. Is that your final answer for uh, now? For for now. <laughs> for now. I uh, uh, yeah. the music was great. Yeah, music was the very music good was too. Awesome. I did like the music. I will say it was very yeah. relaxing. I will say, um, chill fi. <laughs> one, yeah. I, if, <laughs> if we're gonna, if, if we're you know giving some of our final thoughts and we're just talking from an aesthetic perspective, I really the scene and it's it's a long shot. Oh. Of, we, yeah, we should do like our favorite scene or moment. Yeah, I was thinking so too. I would, I would say the parking lot scene, um, where there's uh, it's it's a long it's a long wide shot uh, that features uh, both uh, both the dad quote unquote and the son uh, playing together that yeah. just uh, just lingers mm. for I want to say like you know a minute and a half or so. Mm-hmm. Um, was just mwah, chef's kiss like and and such a you know I, th- I think an encapsulation of you know not to bring it full circle but like what what i did enjoy about this film was that you know they're like you know fucking you know people who like poor people working class people are just trying to just trying to live man just and trying like to live. and just and you know <clears throat> it's you know it's class warfare is tough um, being at the behest of the state is a fucking nightmare. Um, and it's, you know, I think finding those moments of, you know, joy and sorrow in equal measure um, are just part of that lived experience. But what we're seeing here is just a moment of joy. Um, and yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'll say. I, you know, we'll, we'll end on a good note cause we've been doing a lot of, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say shitting on this film, but we've been doing, it's we, easier. We, it's easier to it's easier to talk shit on something than say it's good things. Like that's why like I spent mo- people spend most of the time on their criticisms more than their positives. That's true. I'm a victim of that as well. So definitely a lot of positive things. Era, any final thoughts? Uh, I loved uh, Lynn, the actress, and the character like stole the show for me. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yes. Yes, like I agree. so adorable. That's what I'm um, saying. The the child actors in this were incredible. Both of them. Yeah. I, thought, I thought they were both very good. Like it was just incredible performance. Like just did not feel fake. Exactly, and I think um, one of God, I I I love this movie. And so I have like kind of a lot of favorite moments, but I think the one that's sticking out at the moment uh, to me is when uh, Lynn's in the process of um, becoming Lynn. Like uh, she, she chose her name, got a haircut, Hmm. got new clothes and fucking let's burn the old clothes. Like, fuck yeah um i like just love that sequence of like and and the haircut too like just the like the physical but then Mm -hmm. also like the storytelling closeness 
of the characters in that moment um, was really like beautiful uh, and very well done. I thought like something that was great and like, I really love these characters, but it's just like, at least for me, there was never a question in my heart of like their intentions with bringing this girl into their family as being nothing but positive at least. I mean, like obviously yeah. they, they saved them out, but, like, I never like questioned their hearts. You know, I wasn't like, Oh, these are like, this is sketch. You know, they're kidnapping a kid. Like I fully trusted these people to like have oh, yeah. this girl's best interests at heart. Yeah. And yeah. I thought that was really like really nice. And like, same thing with like the dad, like when he's like, there's that scene where he's like talking to him in the ocean about like puberty and stuff like that. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like some of the dialogue, the way it's written could come off as like very weird and stuff. But like, I felt like just the way these characters are written and stuff, it just creates these relationships that do feel like very sincere and like non, non, um, non-intentionally manipulative or anything in that way. At least I feel like the most manipulative one out of all of them was probably like the grandma, probably like, um, just because of like, you know, how much she hid and stuff like information wise and all that jazz. Um, I think like for me, like one of my favorite moments was like either like, um, sex worker scene. I really liked as well as like the, the lovemaking scene between the two characters, I also really love the scene with um, the gluten cakes or whatever. Where they find out that Lynn likes gluten oh, yeah. cakes for the first time. <laughs> yeah, it's such a, like a I don't know. It's just like it feel that feels like a very real moment, and like it just you feel like you're just like watching something happen. Like and, and like you're not watching a movie. You're just like watching something real happen. And it's just really nice. I really like that scene a lot. I feel yeah. I feel like that speaks to um, some of the, the this film's main, main strength was mm. that. I would say for all the twists and turns and I'd say like kind of questionable framing of characters, morals, uh, mm-hmm. especially in like the, the, the fifth act, um, it, de- it, it, it felt very real at the end of the day. I mean, it I, did. It's, it's hard to debate like any, n- any singular moment of this film as being as, as feeling not real. One moment yeah. that did not feel real. Here we go. Those fucking grocery <laughs> store clerks that chased them halfway across oh the city. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> does that if i saw some kid like like what like they they cornered him they had the swat team like this this kid stole a bag of (laughs) oranges or onions okay one moment yes you're right that did not feel real (laughs) yeah that's the only one that's the only time where i was like damn these people want these onions i thought they were oranges it was either oranges or onions it had like a weird bag yeah well, it was a weird bag of a scene. The <laughs> that was like, a, like that was just a very that was a very weird scene. Yeah, I was surprised at like the one. Well, first off, the one like never gave up. But then, like, what the fu- like? All of a sudden, the other one is like, ha! I know, yeah, like it was a plan coordinated. Like it was but, like, like they flanked him. How I know it's pretty wild. Like. Him? And, like, why didn't they, like, yell stop as this kid... This kid took, like, 15 seconds to climb up this wall and hop over it. Neither of them were like, yo, yo, yo. Like, they could clearly see this is, like, a 30-foot drop. And they're just like, nah, let the kid do it. He stole these oranges, you know? Like, fuck him. Like, maybe that's just them trying to be, like, mustache-twirling villains. I don't know. But it just felt, like, (laughs) very weird. (laughs) I do have to say that very punk rock 
just like jumping off the bird like oh yeah you. but you that know, kid definitely also probably did not know how high that was he was probably yeah. like oh this will be like uh, spider-man 2 and then what and then just i thought he died when i first <laughs> yeah, watched it. i no, was like holy yeah. shit that well, yeah, kid so died i was like this I took like, a turn for the and bird. then they're like oh he broke his leg and i was like oh okay like okay it's fine <laughs> uh Everyone who's listening, uh, we're at the hour mark. So should we All right, yeah, we'll uh, wrap it I'm up. I'm going to wrap this up. Wrap it up. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening to this uh, hour-long freewheeling uh, yeah. discussion of the film Shoplifters uh, right here on the Ghost Kino podcast. Um, and, uh, yeah, join us next time. We will review Shoplifters 2. <laughs> we will review... <laughs> Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> Please. Oh God. Oh, God.